Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show which is here to bring you interviews with both large and lesser known developers, recap the latest news, debate about topics in indie gaming, and to give you some tips and tricks for your journey into game development. Uh, today is September 14th, and I'll be your host, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States. I'm Ian Jones, and I'll be co-hosting from Underneath the Cat. I'm Zachary Helm, and I made Slenderman the game. have an IRC for anybody who's interested in listening or chatting with us <laughs> obviously you're listening if you can hear us um, so if you want to chat with us go to indiefunction.com slash radio and there is an IRC chat on there if you have an IRC client you can go to the afternet.net or is it afternet.org it's afternet.org oh okay I go on so many IRC channels, I can't can't remember. But uh, good. Don't we have a big dot link? Come on. <sighs> Sorry, Ian. And uh, join the Indie Function channel. It's just hashtag Indie I N D I E and then Function F U N C T I O N. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, I'm in there. Ian is in there. And there's a few other guys in there. Um, somebody's just left. Bummer. So uh, hopefully he'll be back in in a minute. But we should get on with the uh, news topics for today. So, let's see what we got. Alright, so, uh, first up is Vlambeer's third birthday. And uh, basically, on September... First. First? Was it first? Like I said. Yep. This this Something month like is going that. by so fast. I first. I it was a long time ago. I can yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, um, apparently it was on the first, and uh, they uh, turned three years old. They released um, some free free game stuff. You can uh, you were able to get. Uh, gun gods for free. You still can. Get you can get a bunch of things for free if you go to vlambeer.com slash three. <laughs> That's the number three, not not three times. Yeah, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. Numero tres. But yeah, they've got gods. They have an art book signed up to get a copy of, but they're still working on signing up. It's, it's a pre-order, basically. They need to figure out how much interest there is. They have... Uh, the original Bojam prototype for Wasteland Kings, and they have the Flamber original soundtrack, so that's almost definitely gone by now. There was a thousand of those, and there were 50 Left Rousers pre-orders, but uh, those are also almost definitely gone by now. So. so, Yeah, there was quite a bit of stuff. Um, a lot of them were like uh, limited 500 or limited maybe even 50. And those were gone within, like, the first ten minutes. Because it's Vlambeer, you know. Um, and uh, on our post, um, all of our news articles can be found at bulletin.indiefunction.com. And uh, on our post, we also have some links to the interviews that we have done with uh, Vlambeer people. Uh, one of the broadcasts had both Rami and JW, and then a second broadcast just had Rami on it. So you can check those out if you want. Uh, it's broadcast number 17 and number 19 if you guys just want to know off the top of my head. And then Ian, talk about broken news. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that was uh, best pun I've heard all day because it's the first one. Um, so <laughs> Broken Age revealed the voice cast uh, and they have pretty good list of well-known people for you know various things so you have jennifer hale richard horvitz nick jameson gray I, I can't even pronounce these names now i feel really bad 
um, Kree Summer, and then the big one I kind of skipped over is Jack Black. Jack Black! But yeah, so Broken Age um, is from Double Fine. They worked on games like Brutal Legend and um, I don't even know what else they made. Is, is that bad? I don't think I did my research. But um, basically, they uh, are coming out with this game, Broken Age. They kickstarted it earlier this year. It did super well. They raised a good chunk over their uh, goal. And now they're working with some huge names in the voice acting business to bring this project to life. And um, the actors have been in games such as Brutal Legend, Batman Arkham City, StarCraft 2, and Diablo 3. So, you know, it's they're... They have pre- or, um, experience in the games industry too, so it's not like there's just big names that are making their first first trip into the games. It's it's a real deal. <laughs> and then um, Mugenics just released a new teaser at PAX. Um, one of the Indie Function members who's new to the team, his name's Leon. He uh, he actually went to PAX, so we have an article up on there where he talks about some of the cool games that he saw and uh, what he liked. So if you guys want to check that out, just head over to the bulletin. And we're going to talk about the Mugenics teaser because you didn't have to go to PAX to see this. It's up on YouTube. And uh, basically, it finally shows kind of what you know, Mugenics is about. It's about rubbing cats together. And and making them fat. Cats. Yeah. Mhm. Have Have you seen it, Zach? I haven't. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this second, but yeah. Um, I don't know what what can we really say about it, Ian? It's a video. Well, I I'm really hoping that they keep up the whole upbeat, catchy like music in the game, so, you know. Yeah, the uh, Team Meat is working with this uh, small two-man band out in the middle of nowhere. I want to say... I want to say they're located in Ohio. Not saying Ohio is the middle of nowhere, but the, it's it's they live in the middle of nowhere somewhere in the U.S., and uh, they're working on the soundtrack, and they had this, this weird... I, I, I'm not even sure what genre it is. It's kind of like folk-inspired, but it's upbeat and, like, fun. I I don't know what genre it is, but they've been working on all the music from Eugenics, and from what I've heard, it, it, it fits the game perfectly, and I'm not even sure what to expect of the game. We're going to be humping cats together, basically, and uh, in, injecting them with special DNA to modify them. And then if you accidentally pop one, it explodes in a nuclear explosion. Yeah, yeah pretty much. What 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 were they on? I don't think they were on anything. This is like their default state of mind. So. Yeah, good point. Uh, for those of you curious, uh, Mugenics has been in development since Ludum Dare 24, which is where they originated uh, the game, and back then it was just a crazy cat woman, or I mean cat lady simulator, and now it's turned into a full game, and it's due out for release in 2014. And we have Humble in Bundle 9, which, uh, which was, uh, well, I mean, it, it feels like there's been a lot more, probably because they've been doing so many that aren't sequential anymore, like the uh, Humble Origin Bundle and stuff like that. But Humble Eat Bundle 9 has Fez, or an FTL, the Faster Than Light game. Um, it, it's, uh, I guess we should probably, you know, update this in terms of figuring out what else has been unlocked at this point. But Oh, yeah. They added some more games, didn't they? Um, so let's... Ooh, not yet. Well, then all y'all should get on that so that we can find out what's being unlocked. There's already been 440,000, well, 441,000 bundles sold. There's still 11 days left, just over 11 days, to go in and try and purchase the bundle. 
And the current average you have to beat, if I can go and find it. Uh, 459. Yep. I think that's the lowest so, it's been. Yeah, it was only at about uh, like 401 the first day. And I was considering getting it, but I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it later on. I mean, stupid. you can get for 460 still right now, so we'll go for it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they, uh, this, uh, the bundle looks pretty small right now. There's only six games in it, and one of them's a beta, so I don't even know if that, that really even counts. So technically, there's five games here. Um, it's called Eats Munchies, but there's an E where the A is in Eats. It's a fantastic puzzle game for the whole family. Eats Munchies is a beautiful reimagining of the game that started Plea Entertainment. Huh. Cool. And this is its beta debut, so they haven't released anything until here. Cool. So yeah, uh, go check that out. The last Humble Bundle was the Origin Bundle, and uh, they actually sold copies in the seven digits, which was a new record for them. They they sold over a million copies of a bundle. It's insane. Right now they're sitting at, like Ian said, 440,000, so they have quite, quite a ways to uh, go before they get back at that number um talking about more numbers indie k 2013 is having 36 uh finalists and they were just announced i don't think we're gonna go through all the names uh we could It'd be pretty pointless but um some of the big games on the list that we have reviewed or talked about before or games like Towerfall, That Dragon Cancer, Rius, one of my personal favorites. Um, super Time Force is on there. Super pumped for that game. Super, super, super. Um, what what other game? Oh, Rogue Legacy is on here. That that game's super fun. We're giving away a copy of that in the next magazine issue. If anybody listening is interested in that, Hermit Crab in Space. I'm kind of interested in that because. I was going to make a hermit crab game when I was, like, in 7th grade. I don't know why. And, uh, yeah. I don't know that we've talked about it on here, but Spin the Bottle Bumpy's Party is, like, really amusing to watch people play, and obviously I haven't got a chance to play it myself, but awkward is... It looks really amusing. (laughs) Yeah, I completely skipped over that. Wow, don't know how I did that. All right, and Ian gets the final news article. Steam, they've really, well, their family sharing plan is now in beta. And basically, it's kind of like if you had a console uh, and how you can share it between the family and everything, you can share with up to 10 people, is it? Or between 10 accounts, your uh, library of games on Steam, and they can all have it locally saved and everything else. And then uh, you can use your own Steam account and everything else too with that, so you can get your own achievements and whatnot. But uh, only one person can access the library at a time, and the head account owner can kick off other people with a five-minute countdown so the person can try and get out of the game without you know losing all their progress or sort of stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I think it, it will probably go pretty well. It's, I guess, similar to the Xbox One's original plan for... Uh, sharing games or anything, but I think this is a much better executed version of that, basically. Yeah, and and the thing is with consoles is that, you know, they're they're used to having more of a physical, you know, disc-based, um, you know, user interference, I guess you'd say. <clears throat> but, um, you know, Steam is already digital, so it, it, it makes sense having all this DRM stuff already well yeah drm stuff basically implemented in your game because the whole thing with the xbox one is everyone was like well once you buy a game it's registered to your console that's kind of dumb yeah because most people as far as i know still are buying discs if you're you know, playing on a console so it's like 
with the exception of course things like the Ouya now and other kind of mm-hmm. more indie consoles where it's there are no discs. I mean if you're going still with the um, Xbox consoles or PlayStation or any sort of Nintendo console, that type of thing, it's like, yeah, for the most part people just go and buy the disc or have it shipped to them or wherever else. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I even know a couple of people that have GameFly, so um, you know, they obviously don't want to spend 60 bucks on every new game that's out, you know. Try it out with Gamefly. If they don't like it, they're not on any money. Just got to send it back and get a different game. <laughs> um, there was also another thing in the um, Steam article, other than uh, they're doing this beta for Steam's 10th birthday, which just happened. Um, lots of birthdays this broadcast. Uh, Zach, is it your birthday too? No. No? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Alright, but um, basically Steam and the IGF, or Valve and the IGF, Independent Games Festival, if you guys didn't know that, um, have uh, reunited. They are doing um, the deal that they used to do, but they, uh, they stopped doing it in 2012 or 2013. I don't remember which it is. Basically, they're re-signed up, and now... Every um, IGF main competition finalist will get approached by Steam and get an offer to uh, have their game on the service. So it's just basically, if you get nominated, you can get your game on Steam. No, no elaborate process, no green light, no emailing Steam for like months. Just you get talked to by Steam, you say yes or no. Say yes, you're on. No, I don't know what's wrong with you, but yep. <laughs> All right. Also, we do have Discus um, up on Indie Bulletin. I just found out how to do it. It was actually really easy. All I had to do was plug in our uh, Discus ID to a uh, a little spot in the um, Tumblr at cus- customization editor. And then I added it to every single page. So if you guys want to comment on certain articles that we have, I can talk about them, or we can talk about them on the radio, I mean, and uh, read your comments, you know, discuss stuff. Hopefully it'll get a bit of use. I don't don't know if anybody really uses the Discus stuff. I know it's popular on other sites, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, we're going to do a short music break, and then when we're back, we will do our interview with Zach. Alright, again, we don't know if you were able to hear that, because I have my sound settings all messed up, and, uh, yeah, if you guys are listening to this live, you know, it's just going to be awkward, sorry. But, um, we have Zachary Helm with us today, uh, this is Zach. Hey. (laughs) And, uh, he's a game developer, we talked to him, uh, Kind of towards the beginning of Indie Function, actually, back in 2011, about coming on the show. Um, plans fell through. We talked again in 2012. Plans fell through. And now we're here, 2013. Finally have him on the show. Zachary Helm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Zach, uh, you want to give a little introduction who you are, you know, what got you into gaming and uh, game development, and just kind of let people know who's on All there. All right. Thanks. Um, I got into Game Maker when I was about 12. A friend showed it to me in middle school, and then I took some programming classes later on, and things kind of snowballed. And um, I hadn't really made anything that was popular until Slenderman, which uh, just kind of hit the fan, I guess, in 2012 when PewDiePie... Did all the Let's Plays. Yeah. That went <laughs> crazy. 
You have anything else? And, oh, oh yeah. Um, I just recently released Indie Evolution, which is just a game in the browser on Game Jolt and Congregate, where you pretty much just run a little game studio. Oh, cool. I, th- I think I played that, actually. Sweet. So with Slender, um, I believe you said that it was, or well, Slenderman, the game, uh, you said that it was the first Slenderman game? Yeah, that I know of. I released it in 2011, in October, and the other one came out in March 2012. Right. So, how popular was the uh, Slenderman character when you um, made the game? Was he just starting to kind of get big, or was he already, you know, world-known pretty much? Uh, I mean, I found out about the videos from a friend in real life who... I didn't think was that active on YouTube, but they knew about Slenderman. And, uh, but I mean, I think it was more of a niche thing. Okay. So, um, how many gameplays have you gotten on, uh, the, uh, Slender game that you made? I think probably just about 300,000. 300,000. Ian, we, we have some catching up to do. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 300,000. So, um... Hmm. Where should I go with this? I have, like, a couple different ideas where where this interview could go <laughs> for now. Um, let's just start with, uh... You know, wh- wh- people's reactions. Like, um... What did people think of the game? Like, uh... Did you get interviewed anywhere else? You know, what... How did the community and everything react to the game, basically? Um, well, like, pre-PewDiePie, I went onto Slender Nation, which is like a little Slenderman forum. Well, actually, it's not that little, but it was the main one. And it was received pretty well there. I introduced myself and showed off the game to people there and asked what they wanted to see in it. Hmm. Sweet. All right, and then... Um, I think there's two other Slenderman games out there that got pretty popular, right? Or is there one? I know there's Slender, yeah. and there were a lot of mods of that, or games that kind of spun off of it. Okay. So, maybe that's where I'm getting the number two. Um, do you feel that you were copied much, or uh, like a... Yeah, they probably you... they probably didn't know about my game. <laughs> so confident, so confident. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, Ian, do you have any more questions about Slender? How about in the IRC? Anybody over there? Nope. Well, I was figuring we could, you know, talk about things other than Slender, such as what gave you the idea for making Indie Evolution, because it's pretty interesting concept in my opinion the whole thing of like running a studio as a simulation especially considering that i feel like a lot of the people who played it have at least tried to make games themselves or are indie developers who have actually made like quite a few games so it's like i don't know it's kind of like looking at you're down upon yourself in the third person kind of like actually achieving the hopes and dreams that like you have actually being able to follow through with what you want to do i don't know i just So what what was um, what gave you the idea for that? Yeah, well, um, I started on it in for a Ludum Dare, the evolution theme one. Okay. But before that, I'd always wanted to because I mean, we're all indies, and it would just be fun to make a game about what we do. Simple answer. So, um, Indie Evolution is somewhat similar to Game Dev Tycoon. Did did you know about Game Dev Tycoon when you started the project? Uh, no, but I did before I released it. Like, I mean, I guess that came out, like, early this year, right? Um, yeah, I think so. They just came out on Steam last month. Yeah. But not sure about original release date. But, um, 
I, they they still are completely different games. Um, I'm not sure which one I like more. They each kind of have their own uh, things. Like yours feels a lot more structured. Like you, basically, what you put in is what you get out. Uh, Game Dev Tycoon feels really random. Like uh, you could be like, okay, this game's gonna make millions, and it gets a one star review. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh well, that. That sucked. Your game actually has structure and like uh, you can kind of anticipate what's what's going to be the outcome. Yeah. Of what you put in. A lot of the basis for mine is just a basic concept of business, where if you if you keep your customers happy, then they'll keep returning to you. Mhm. Yeah, that that's pretty much how it works. You make good games, you get people to keep coming. Really, guys, join the IRC. <laughs> Anybody who's listening. I hate when it's dead. Ian, entice them to come into the IRC quick. Brad, there's no one listening. <sighs> wow, that's... <laughs> we overlooked that one, you know, important part. Eh, someone, someone's listening. Someone retweeted us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ian. Don't be such a downer. I usually listen to these after the fact. Yeah. A lot of people do that, too. But We should probably figure out a way to actually uh, get people to like, have an incentive to you know, be there while it's all happening. And giveaways. The IRC is not quite good enough to do that, apparently. Yeah, giveaways <laughs> or something would probably help. Give away the master collection. Radio. Oh, sorry? Yeah. Give away the master collection of Game Maker. Oh, <laughs> if we weren't poor. Yeah, guys, here's uh, $800. <laughs> have, have, have fun. Um, so are you working on anything right now? Um, yes, kind of. <laughs> I do some freelancing with Game Maker, and that's kind of taking the, the main focus right now. But, so, if you're doing freelance work with game makers, so you're making games upon request, essentially, like is what? How, how does that work out exactly? Um, I mean, other people have designed a game, and they're general, they're usually artists, so they'll already be making art assets, and I can program it faster and more efficiently than they can. Oh, that's cool. And that is, um. Do you get paid then? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, uh, can you talk about the project that you're working on right now with freelancing? Um, sure, I think so. <laughs> Hope. It's uh, called Blaze and Aces. Okay. There was already like one version of the game out for free. And we're remaking it in HD with all new AI and multiple enemies. It's basically a dogfighting game. Okay. You, you pilot like a World War II plane. And uh, where can people find the original or the HD version if they want to check it out? Red.lab.com or What was that? Red.lab.com That's not the music I was hoping to hear. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I don't know. That better? Yeah, better. But yeah. So well, I also. I also kind of remember playing Planet Cubed and looking at Game Jolt, I gave it a five and commented on it, so but that was two years ago, so <laughs> Oh cool. Nice. 
Um, we could have David S. Uh, Gallant come on air again, and he could uh, sing. He's doing a <laughs> Kickstarter right now to uh, get himself to Indiecade, which is which is a crazy request. He wanted six hundred fifty dollars, and he's raised over two thousand. It, it's an Indiegogo, not a Kickstarter. Sorry, but oh. basically, he's like, hey. I want to go to Indiecade. I'm poor. <laughs> so if if you put in $2, you get a copy of his game. Um, I get this call every day, which we uh, interviewed him about a while back. And then if you put in $7, he sings. He makes a YouTube video just about you, and he sings. So we should put in $7 and just have him come... Sing in our intermissions next time. Definitely. <laughs> You'd have to give him a little extra money to, you know, get the response time. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, um. Who are some of your big influences, or uh, either people or games, when you're uh, when you're working on game projects and coming up with new new ideas? Um, I mean, I'm pretty much influenced by any game that I play that I like. Like for Slenderman, I was I played a little bit of uh, Penumbra. Okay. Made by the same people that made Amnesia: The Dark Descent. And uh, that really helped with figuring out how to immerse the player in the world. Even though the graphics were horrible in my game. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was still pretty cool. I mean, a one-man attempt, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I was rushing the whole thing for the 64 digits competition. Oh, I was going to ask if it was for that. Yeah. Yeah, we entered into that, too. Uh, I did with the orange. Oh yeah, with uh, the ugly saga. Yep, saga the ugly too. <laughs> it's still one of my favorite games that I've made. It is pretty sweet. Yeah, what what place did you get in that? Did you get first? I got second. Second. Did you beat up the guy who got first then? No. <laughs> Dang. That was Rez. Um. His game had really, really slick graphics. Ah. Damn graphics. (laughs) And after that competition, I added a compass to Slenderman because no one could beat it. (laughs) Because they couldn't find where the uh, little masked people would run off to. Hmm. Yeah, I I remember using the the compass. So I guess I didn't play the original version. So sorry. (laughs) Alright, so, the IRC is dead. The IRC is dead dead. Ian, you should go email people, alright? Just email people. Hey, come check out Indie Radio, where we talk to people about making games. And, uh, yeah. I expect a fast reply, that's why I emailed you. (laughs) Attention! Three million dollars enclosed. Please not three million dollars are in virtual money. <laughs> and then all my emails are forever put into the spam folder again. <laughs> the currency is indie coins. Our, our new virtual <laughs> virtual currency. Ebits. Mm-hmm. Zach, would you like to invest in uh indie coins? That kind of depends. <laughs> Have you heard of uh, how Bitcoins are doing? Aren't they doing really well right now still, or did that change? I, I think they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Last I heard, they were doing like really well. Better than most other currencies. There's a lot of currencies currently on the kind of currency is currently doing badly. Um, yeah. True Valhalla had made a post about uh, 
how he was investing a lot of money into them. Yeah, two for Alhalla. He, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing it. He's doing everything perfectly because he's making HTML5 games, making like fifteen hundred bucks a month from it, or maybe it was five thousand. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> good money. Now he's invested yeah. in bitcoins. Just as a side thing, yeah. He he's got he's he's got somebody on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy theory. All right. So what else do you do other than game development, Zach? Um. Eat, breathe, sleep. Yes, the essentials. Um. <laughs> Um, there's not much going on where I live in, uh, Gloucester on the east coast of Virginia. Hey, Ian. You live in Virginia. <laughs> True. You should come some, to some, uh, game jams in Richmond. I need another board game jams in Richmond. <laughs> I know with the global game jam though, there's uh, doesn't it's like George Mason hosts the thing. And, yeah, I don't know. Sweet, I might have to uh, swing by Virginia sometime when I move. I mean, it's still a pretty far drive, but I'll be in the East Coast at least. Sweet. That's yeah, you should. Uh, we should all go to Ludum Dare in uh, Richmond for the RVA game jams. Oh yeah. Let's do it. It's a plan. Yeah. It's a date. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta figure out what my what my college hours are gonna be. Uh, I find out not this upcoming Monday, but the following. Orientation. Get to sign up for my classes. Figure out what my schedule is gonna be. You. Uh, how about you, Zach? Uh, what's what's the situation with school and everything for you? I'm currently not doing any school right now, other than just learning and reading books from different stuff. I've learned a ton from like AI books and the art of game design, but I used to go to Full Sail for a couple semesters. Then I just withdrew from like lack of funds. I got you. That's where I'm headed off to, actually. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, small world, small world. But yeah, it's it's getting really pricey. Like, uh, I'm really thankful that there's financial aid and stuff available, or else I'd be, be way into debt. <laughs> hey, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember. You're a sophomore, right? No. You're a junior. Close enough. What are you trying to say here? Close enough. Close enough. All right. My memory is is escaping me right now. I'm, I'm keeping my eye on you, Ian. So if I got a restraining order, could you still do that? <laughs> well, yeah, I just send my eye in the mail and, you know, make sure that it just nestles into your hair. That got really creepy really fast. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of scared now. I'm going to go. Okay, see you, Ian. Not see you around in Richmond sometime. All yeah. right. Zach, there's an idea for your next game. Just make an eyeball that goes in people's hair. <laughs> I don't know. That, that'll be our Ludum Dare game. Yikes. <laughs> Watch the theme be like kittens or something. Perfect. Kitten hair. No. I kicked my kitten out, by the way. <gasps> oh. Well, you know, he kept trying to, like, unplug my headphones, and I was getting sick of it. 
be messing with the show guy or show bro. He was a pussy anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. No, um, Ian, you got any more questions? I'm kind of drawing a blank. Huh, um, which of your games is your favorite? And I feel like that's kind of like telling you which of your children is your favorite. But yeah. Ah, that's a hard question because by the time you're done pushing them out, they. Are like your worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like after a while, I I kind of fall back in love with the games that I made. So I I really like Planet Cubed. Like a year after I finished it, I went back and played that. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like. uh make a game you play it you're like okay it's it's cool whatever i mean it's it's fun playing around with what i made you know i made this it's on the screen holy crap and then you don't play it in a long time and then you go back and you're like wow this is kind of cool or wow this really sucks <laughs> depending on you know if you put time and effort in the game or if it was for something like the zero hour game jam yep it's interesting because, like, if you play Skyrim for, like, every day, 10 hours a day for, like, two weeks, not saying that anyone can really do that, but, I mean, I guess some people can, but um, eventually you're not going to like it, mm-hmm. even though it's an amazing game. Yeah, tell, tell that to my friend Trevor. He probably plays for, like, five hours a day every day. Oh, <laughs> tell him that i don't know he's kind of like just numb to it though like when i watch him he's just like yeah i know where everything is this is the start to do every single thing i'm just grinding right now <laughs> okay i haven't done the main quest but i'm like level 80 uh okay the first step is admitting you have a problem we're here <laughs> because we love you trevor <laughs> no um yeah, but no, I guess it's a very similar thing, definitely, when you're making games, too. It's like, if you actually are putting in a bunch of effort into making the game, then there comes a point when it's like, you, you still want to finish it, but, like, uh, it's just, you start to get so, like, tired of all the stuff, because it's like, you have to test all these little parts again and again, and, like, fix all exactly. these errors and things, and so it's like, by the time you finally do release it, it's just kind of like, okay, I don't want anything to do with this anymore, I'll maybe market it some, you know, try and like people play this game but that's I'm not going to play it myself for a while yeah. that's that's when it's nice to um, make sure that you put in some nice debug you know like uh, special functions uh, in your game so it's easy to go in and get to the part that you need to get to cheat codes De- debug stuff yeah so then you don't have to you know run through Ten, a 10 minute cutscene every time you get a test out a feature Ugh. yeah yep I guess that's part of what with Illudum Dare or other short jams though it's actually kind of more fun at least right after you finish making it like right after the jam ends being like wow now that I'm done rushing and trying to get everything done in a few you know days or whatever being like wait what did I actually make <laughs> what is this? It is a game. I think, maybe, no, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, or you can be like a team meet and make a uh, crazy cat simulator. You know, that works. Why not? Exactly. So, uh, how often do you participate in GMs, Zach? Um, I try to do every Ludum Dare, and um, this month I'm thinking about doing Indie Game Speedrun. Okay, yep. I've been hearing quite a bit about that. Yeah. So pretty much like three times a year, but not successfully. (laughs) Alright, there's two questions, and they go kind of back-to-back. The first one is, do you you make art and uh, 
sound assets, and then the second one is when you jam, do you do your own assets or do you team up with someone? All right. Um, I usually do my own art, but like my brother is a really good artist, so whenever I can have him sit down and do some art with me, I take that chance. But I do do my own sounds most of the time. But freesound.org is like a, a really great resource for sounds. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes it's way easier to record exactly what you wanted. Like in uh, Slenderman, the game, mm-hmm. the static sound is actually an underwater camera looking at a starfish. <laughs> it just had water in the mic. Weird. So when you hear bubbles, those actually are bubbles. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, I would have never guessed it is an underwater sound. What? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have ever guessed. That's crazy. And then the second question, you know, for the jams, do you usually make your own assets? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly because of the rules of Ludum Dare. Oh, yep. But, I mean, uh, it would be really helpful to work with other people in a jam. Well, they always had the Ludum uh, Dare uh, Compo? Or no, the jam. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can team up for that. But then that's 72 hours, and it's a bit different. It's still Ludum Dare, though. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, hmm. what what games, or what what do you have in your plans for the future? Like, uh, what do you have any game ideas? You probably actually don't want to share those on the radio that that you want to make. Um, you know, where do you do you think you're gonna get big someday? You're gonna stay in games. What what are your plans? Uh, I really want to make a life simulator game. Um, and just kind of not worry about the type of things that you'd be worrying about in The Sims, like going to the bathroom all the time mm-hmm. and doing your homework. And I, I kind of want to make it a really generic system so I could do like a real-time strategy with the exact same engine. Well, that, that'd be really cool. Yeah. The, your, your cat is meowing really strangely, Ian. Sounds like a dog. <laughs> no, no, it's still my cat. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach, you might want to get your uh, ears checked. Hmm. It's fine, as long as he doesn't start doing the sound design and you know, try and get like really, really realistic about it. We're all good. I mean, there there were bubbles in the static. I mean, he wow. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fifty minutes. It's nearing an hour, so I think we're gonna wrap this up uh, pretty quick. Nobody's in the IRC. I'm just gonna check Twitter to see if anybody tweeted us anything. Never know. Uh, nope. Somebody tweeted they hate indie. I-N-D-Y. Wow. In- Indiana Jones, then? Cause I- I'm guessing so. That still offends me somewhat. Yeah, I know. We're, we're indie function and we're all indies. No, I it's mean... It's like a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it totally looks like it. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's uh, H and then the number 8 dash I-N-D-Y. Maybe those are the only keys that work on their keyboard now, and it's a cry for help. <laughs> yep. I swear I can think. Just not you, right now. You can think, Ian. I believe in you. I lied. All right. 
Gonna be okay, bro. Alright, so... Hmm. You have anything else you'd like to say, Zach? I, we're pretty much out of questions. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Oh yeah, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> Alright, so yeah. we're going to do uh, one last music break. And anybody who's listening is probably going to hear silence. But uh, after this, we will do the credits. Thank you for listening to broadcast number 41 of Indie Radio. This broadcast was broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and was recorded using Audacity. All music is found on Newgrounds, coming from various artists. We have an upcoming issue of Indie Power Magazine releasing uh, hopefully next weekend. We might postpone it to the 28th just to fit in a couple more articles and make it a lot less stressful. I'm about to move... You know, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it in time. So, you know, better have a quality issue than a rushed issue. Anyway, we hope to have you be a part of the next broadcast, which will be September 28th. That's 2013. And we uh, already have the interview planned. I want to say it's Robin Arnett. Yep, it's Robin Arnett. So we will catch you then if you listen in. And, yeah. Goodbye.